Welcome to On The Stoop with Suave, the place where the best conversations with your favorite people happen. On this episode, Suave has the 2018 Global Spin Turntablist of the Year, international DJEs on the stoop, and they'll be discussing touring, battling, DJing, headliner music club, and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, DJ Suave. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On The Stoop with Suave. My name is DJ Suave. And today's guest is the 2018 Global Spin Awards Turntablist of the Year, the 2017 Red Bull Three Star USA National Champ. There's a whole bunch of other shit here on one, but I ain't got all day to list everything. So y'all, <laughs> y'all make some noise for the Globe Trotting International DJEs. Ooh. What's up, man? How you feeling? What's good? I'm good, man. I'm a little different doing an interview at my own crib, but it is what it is. Nice. You know, last time I saw you, man, you was in Vegas. Now you're out in L.A. Yeah, I, st- I still uh, dip a dab in Vegas. Still got my spot there, too. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Man, let's just hop into it because there's a whole bunch of shit that I want to uh, I want to know. Let me start with the slogan. East, where you at? Where, where'd that come from? How'd that originate? That was from Brooklyn. When I was living in Brooklyn, um, a homie of mine. Uh, I just had him get on the mic and just shout out a bunch of random stuff, and he, he just yo yo ease where you at? Like I don't know, and I just sampled that sound bite, that sound bite, put it in one of my mixtapes, and then people just started saying it back to me. So I just kept I stayed with it because it was more of a a stamp for my name. Nice. So this is back in like 2004. So okay. I've been using it for a minute. All right. Yeah. So now let's go back back in the day. How did how'd you get into DJing? Um, I'll say. So both of my uncles are DJs. So I used to watch them like lift crates out of my grandfather's basement and like watch them do parties and stuff. They do parties at my mom's house and our crib and I'll wake up in the morning, everybody sleep and the turntable's still on, you know what I'm saying? So I always felt like I wanted to do something with with DJing. I always felt like it was my calling. <clears throat> and then um my grandmother gave me a turntable to my my grand both my grandparents are divorced. My grandparents gave me turntables, the same turntable. Both of them had different different houses, everything. They both gave me turntables. I put them together. Didn't have a mixer yet. Was still messing around, taking my uncle's records from my grandfather's house on the low and like messing with, with vinyls and stuff. And then um when me my mom's finally got me that spin kit in the back of social magazine, then I was that was it. So when I turned like 16, 17, I started taking it serious, like for real. I like stopped playing sports. I was playing football and then so I just dove into to music 100% after that. If that makes any sense, I don't know. It makes plenty of sense. Now, yeah. your uncles, they still DJing? Yeah, my uncle's like one of the biggest dance hall DJs in my city. He like got dub plays galore, like crazy. Um, but I learned how to make mixtapes through him because he used to um, let me come to his house and practice, like making mixtapes at his house. I made my first mixtape at his crib. And um, I would see how he hustled. Like he had the, the CD uh, dubbers. Sitting there, dubbing mixtapes all day. Um, he was the dude in the hood that had all the mixtapes. Everything you needed, nice. he had it. You know, so yeah, I learned a lot from the game from him. You know, when it came to that. How how do you think it makes him feel knowing the level of accomplishment that you've you know accumulated over the years, and it all kind of started with your two uncles. Well, I will hope they proud. You know, I'm pretty sure my uncles are proud of me. Like I. We still working together. Like right now, we work together. Like on music, my uncle's an engineer, also like audio engineer. So he's mixing some of the songs I'm making. I go to his studio. He's still doing his thing. So um, I learn. I'm still learning from him. I feel like we can learn from each other. So it's, it's respect. So at what at what 
point in, in your DJing did you decide, I want to be a battle DJ? When I wasn't getting booked and when I'm back against the wall, like I always felt like I had something to prove. But in the beginning, it was just like really fun because my homies that was around was doing the battle stuff because we were watching the battle. We had the VHS tapes back in the day watching like Rock Raider and everybody. And then we would mess around battling at the house. And then like some place called Daddy's Junkie Music is not open anymore through a DJ battle. We was like, yo, let's enter. We entered the battle. And I lost, but it was like that rush about it, you know? And then I was a part of the B-Boy community because I was in a crew. So every B-Boy event had a DJ battle. So I just kept entering. And um, at this time, I didn't know how to mix records at all. I didn't know how to party rock. I just knew how to scratch because I had, I started with one good turntable and a CD player. Okay. I learned how to scratch. But yeah, I, that made me get into the battle element more because I was watching all the videos. What keeps you DJing? Let's just fast forward, you know, many years now. What keeps you doing it? I'm still influenced. I'm still a student of the game, and I still I'm still inspired. You know, what I'm saying by Jazzy Jeff, who's the OG, by Craze, who's the OG, and um, a lot of these young cats too, man. Even like people in my my peers, like Miles Medina and uh, Jay Espinosa, SK83 was one of my closest friends. You know, like just watching them rock and seeing how they turn it into a business flip. And we we didn't do it by sacrificing anything. We didn't have to fake who we were. We didn't have to start making certain music we didn't want to make. You know what I'm saying? We stuck to our guns about it, and we felt like people appreciate that. You know, and like I've been able to make a living off of it for the last ten years, so I'm happy. You know, nice for sure, for sure. All right, um, let's let's play our first game. Oh. Man, got sound effects, everything. <laughs> What's up? I'm official. Yeah, man. That's crazy. All right. Who was on your DJ, Mount Rushmore? Your four personal favorites. They don't have to be like the best in the world, but your four favorites. Four favorites, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to go with Kid Capri. Um, Jazzy Jeff, definitely. And the other two... I'm going to name one of my homies. I'm going to say SK83 for inspiration. And that's before he was even doing the battles. So he's up there. And then another one, man, I don't want to miss out on who I really respect. Man, it could be anybody, right? Anybody. Shit, it could be you if you wanted to be. Nah. Hold on. Just give me a few seconds. Okay. I know I don't want to waste the space, no, but I, no, wanna, no. I really want to be on point with this one. All right. Kick Capri, Jeff. SK. And I'm going to put Craze. There's your phone. Yeah. Easy enough. You've been DJing a while. Yeah. Tell me one of the craziest things that you've seen in the booth and from the booth in the crowd. Craziest thing I've seen from the booth? Oh, man. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna go way back. I'm gonna go to 2004 when I my first tour. I went to Japan and I seen the way they react to music. It was just something crazy. Um, just the energy. Cause after I after I done it, I never felt that energy again. And I done bigger crowds than that. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, um, positive vibes, man. Like no matter what I played, that I felt was good. They 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 uh they felt it with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I want to say. Just the reactions in Japan and in, in Tokyo when I was there back in 2004 it was crazy. As far as crazier stuff, like just when I first moved to Vegas to the West Coast from New York, like when I up to move to Vegas, it was with it was like a week and a half decision. You know what I'm saying? So up to move, 
and I was playing my first set, my first headline set at the Hard Rock, and it was like Mexican crowd, and I never DJ for Mexican crowd, and it, it was like going crazy, and then dude just started throwing gang signs in front of the booth, like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, yo, this this is crazy, like, what the, but that was like, they were like, yeah, man, you killing it, but they were, it was like some straight, wow. different, different culture, you know what I'm saying, yeah. I love that, I love that people were enjoying themselves in something I'm not familiar with, you know, so it was dope. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it hard to transition from, you know, being a New York per se DJ to, you know, what what they have going on here on the West Coast? No, nah, not at all. Because I'm a big fan of the West Coast. Like I grew up listening to NWA and Snoop and Dre. My mom was bumping all that when I was a kid. So and my dad like listened to a lot of good music. Just good music. So I was a West Coast I was a Dre fan since Dre came out, you know, so I never had to really adjust. That's the music I love. I love the beats. The West Coast beats are like my favorite. Yeah. All right, let's play on up. Let's play our second game. E. <clears throat> All right, this game is called Rapid Fire Questions. I'm just gonna ask you some questions. You just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Everybody say they're ready, but they ain't ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. My biggest accomplishment as a DJ thus far. Winning the Red Bull National Championship because it meant so much to me just to win a national. To win my country meant the most, the world to me, man. Because as you can see on my wall here, I got, there's three DMC nat, uh, regional championships, but I won four DMC regional championships. That means I've been to four straight national championships and I lost all four in a row. You know, it went from third place to third place to no place to no place. It went wow. lower. And then my first Red Bull National in 2016, I didn't even place. And then, the last one I won, and it was like, whew, I could breathe, you know what I'm saying? I never wanted a world championship. I wanted to win a United States championship. Nice. So that was my biggest accomplishment for me. And I feel like I could breathe after that. For sure. Yeah. What's the worst job you've ever had? <sighs> That's good. I would say Burger King. Okay. If LeBron James invited you over for Taco Tuesday, but you had to dress in all traditional traditional Mexican attire and scream, Taco Tuesday! You go all day. I was just yelling taco t- Tuesday out there. You heard me? Yeah. We just had me and my daughter just had tacos. So get it. Are you still skateboarding? Yeah, barely though. I hurt my ankle in Europe. You know, so how many frequent flyer miles do you have this year? That's a great question. They just sent me an email about that. Um, because I'm bouncing between different companies right now. This year I flew, I flew a lot, man. I don't know how many miles. Well, I'm just say I went to China. I went to Europe. So you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And this is all from L.A. So China, Europe. Um, and when I say Europe, I mean France, Germany, Switzerland, uh, Spain. So And then I came back and did Asia. And I did India also. And that's the two separate runs. So you did the math. That's a lot of miles, bro. Yeah. That's a, that's and I'm going back. So Nice. Yeah. Um, what was your last Halloween costume? I was a cowboy. How long yeah, ago? That was, that was cool. What's a cowboy? That's because I ain't I ain't have no time to put nothing together, and I already had some boots, and I had I found a hat, and I got a bandana laying around somewhere, and I was a cowboy. How long ago was this? Uh, last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, your all time favorite song. Ooh. I'm gonna go with Gap Band Outstanding. Your name, if your DJ name wasn't Ease, what would it be? 
be shout out to my boy DJ Angelo, but it'll be DJ Angelo. Me and him, all we do is bicker about who's the real Angelo. So it will be DJ Angelo. All right. Uh, That's my real name. Right. Do you prefer hot or cold climates? Mm, Hot. Definitely. Coming from New York, hell yeah. I shoveled enough snow for a lifetime. Who wins a real boxing match between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj? Damn, you put me in that spot? I don't know, bro. I really... I'm not going there. I, can I pass that, bro? This is, <laughs> come on, man. I, you know a DJ for a female, right? All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll let you go on that one. All right. Um, do, you re, do you react strangely when you hear your government name called? Nah. Well, my government? Yeah. Yeah. If I don't know you, hell yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Let me, let me say something, too. My homies always call me Ease. And if they randomly just call me Angelo, I will stare at them like, yo, what's going on, bro? What's wrong? What's just like... This is weird. Yo, when I first met Denko, that's all we ever called him was Denko. And then somebody called him Randy. And I looked around, I'm like, who the fuck is Randy? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know this dude's name was Randy. Even my homegirls, my homegirls from growing up, they call me D like or, or Angelo. You know what I'm saying? But right. they don't call me. If they, one of my homegirls is close to me, call me Ease, I'd be like, why? Don't, don't do that. Right. You know? Could you beat Shaq one-on-one? Hell no. And this is why. Because he's Shaq. He tall as a bitch. His arm, yo. When he first, when I first met him, he put his arm on my shoulder, and it took over like my whole side of my body, bro. I was like, <laughs> this is, "Dude is huge." <laughs> All right, arm is huge. Uh, one artist you would love to hop on one of your tracks? Can they produce or they got to rap or sing or whatever? Rap or sing? This is the only real vinyl I got in this room, and it's this artist by the name of her. I love her, man. Her artist, she's just dope all around. Guitar singing. Arrangements like she's like 21, 20, she's like young, you know. Yeah. I don't know if she's 21, but she's around there. Yeah, she inspires me. So, nice. her. Yeah. Uh, favorite country to DJ in outside of the US? I'm gonna go back to Japan again. Japan, the Japanese got it. Uh, the longest flight you've ever been on? India. It was like 30 hours to that face, my dude. That's what? 30 hours because I went from. Went from LA to China, from China to a city in India, to another city in India, then a three-hour cab or whatever it was after that. It was just like just crazy, bro. It was never in the story. But other than that, Dubai, both of them was far. Nice. Your favorite Young and May song? Favorite Young and May song is uh, she got a few tracks I like a lot. Uh, I can't name. I don't. I'm gonna name the second one because the first one, I can't remember the name right now. Cause it's it's, on, it's like when I first met her, it was one of her older joints, and I just don't remember the name of it right now. Cause we don't perform it anymore. Oh, okay. Or anything. But other than that, I like Big. Her new record. Yeah. yeah big as fire. Ooh, that's that big drip, big wrist, big body, big whips, big glocks, big guap, big knots, big goons, small problems, big moves. But I also like Quiet Storm remix, like all other stuff. Her freestyles are fire. So I've been told I'm the hottest in New York. Yeah. You believe that, ma? Yeah, nigga, what you thought? And I ain't even signed yet. Huh? And Flex said, Where you behind now? Never hitting. All the shit that I'm spitting been invented. Uh. Songs been written. Uh. Shows been did it. Uh. The booth 
been in it Damn, I feel offended And now I'm known from Atlantic to the Pacific This is just me I ain't trying to be different That's the problem with the game Everybody's something they isn't My goal is the business Fuck seven digits I'm just trying to do What my brother didn't I love you, nigga If you made a movie about your life Who would play you? Michael B. Jordan I <laughs> no doubt they have it. You're now the rumor mill is that once you won the uh, the Red Bull three style that you retired from battle DJing. Correct. And you're gonna focus on production. Right, but I ended up battling again after that. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, I battled at the playlist retreat at Jazzy Jeff's house, and that was really a challenge. But it was like the situation was. We're going to give all you guys thumb drives with some songs in it. We got less than a day to come up with a five-minute set for the battle. And in that battle was Trey's, uh, one of my favorite DJs also. Um, uh, who else? Trey's. Um, oh, boy, JC. Like, just a bunch of dope DJs was in that battle. And that's why I was, like, I was inspired by these dudes. So I wanted to just get into the competition. And we, I ended up winning. So my last competition, I won. Nice. So that was like my really retirement. But I'm like, I ain't going to lie. I tell you, last year I wanted to battle a bunch of times. <laughs> I was like, yo, because I imagine, yo, I've been battling the last, since 2012, 2011. Like, I, I, I stopped battling in 2004, came back in 2011 and been battling from that year all the way up to 2017. Wow. So six years straight of just like that mentality, you just get you like, I'm ready to go, you know? Does the battle... Um, maybe mentality sometimes com- conflict with what you're doing in the club. It helped me get my bookings, but at the same time, you got to know when to let it, like throw the towel in because it could be ego to make you keep battling. You know, I was battling for money because I needed the money, not because I like was superficial about it, but I really needed the money. Like I'll enter a battle, like I can either win this mixer so I can sell it and pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? And then there was times where yo they won't book me. I got to battle more and. Even with these competitions I lost, I, I made wins out of them because I'll lose these battles. The next day, me and my boy Color TV go on the rooftop, record the um the set, post it on the internet, get thousands of views on it. People hit me up for bookings right there. Nice. So I made bookings out of my losses. You know nice. what I'm saying? So nice. Yeah, it was always a positive, and I really stuck with battling just for recognition. I never had I never had representation other than the B Clan who, who I was who booked me like in casinos. They put me in front of everybody like. That agency put me in front of like casinos and stuff like that. And for my respect to pitch me, they'd be like, yo, he's a DMC champion. That was the way they pitched me because nobody knew who I was. Right. You know? So that's what that was. Nice. Um, let's talk about upcoming productions. Right. What do you have in the, in the pipeline? Well, I got a record label, Ease Up Records. You know what I'm saying? My, my brother, Trap Gay Nino, is my main artist. I got AJ Curry. I got Evelyn Psyche. I got um my uh, my other producer Doomy, who's amazing. Young kid is like killing the beats, man. Like he can make any kind of beat you could think of. You say you need this type of beat, he can make it, and they make it flawlessly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really proud. We just released like a bunch of records this month. Uh, we got a new record single called "Whole Lot of Money" that's out right now. Um, we got another record coming out uh in probably next week. So we moving, man. I got and we're doing Sway in the Morning next month. Oh, nice. I got Rolling Loud Festival lined up next month that same week. So we moving, man. And then we going to start doing a world tour booking situation in the next few months. So Where can people hear the music? Uh, all, all the platforms. Ease Up. Look up Ease Up Music 
on um, all the platforms. That's uh, Title, Spotify, iTunes, all that. We on, we on everything, especially SoundCloud. So for freestyles and stuff like that, look on SoundCloud because my brother is killing it. And um, to bring up my brother, Trap Gang Nino, a lot of people don't know this. He's my real brother, and we found out about each other like seven years ago, mm. you know, and we both heavy in the music. And he was already seasoned when I met him as an artist, and he had no records out. So to run in him at the time I ran into him, and for us to be both be focused and in the line right now, nothing could stop us, yo. What we about to drop is crazy. Like we got a lot of good records and we got a lot of people recognizing us. So nice, nice. That's yeah. that's fate. That's crazy. So yeah, is. wow. Um tell me about the Kodak kids. Kodak's kids I'm from Rochester, New York, upstate New York, and that's where Kodak is from. Mm-hmm. Um I changed the K at the end of the Kodak to co- to the X because I didn't want to deal with publishing issues or whatever. But it's Kodak's kids because we're all kids from Kodak. And anybody that's from Rochester understand that we went through the same thing Detroit went through with the motor industry. Like, the motor industry upped and left their city and left people without jobs. And the same thing happened to the kids that grew up in my era. Like, in the end of the 90s when Kodak didn't switch over to digital, Fujifilm took over and everybody was out of jobs. The factories, they thousands of jobs going. So everybody went from having money, having everything, having the same thing in my city to having nothing. You know, so um, all the artists on that on that Kodak's Kids project are from my city that grew up in that era or are influenced by that era. So that's why I did that. I did that to give back to my town. And that, it was such a beautiful, man, I'm a, I didn't put the footage online yet about our release party I did a few years ago. Shout out to um, everybody involved with that. But um, putting that together, man, was like one of the, like, I'll say it's a big staple in my city. I put every I put artists on songs together from my city that will never work together because they don't know how to approach each other. It's a lot of egos, a lot of a lot of artists in my city that don't know how to talk to each other. So I would be like, yo, I need you to rap on this beat. Yo, I need you to rap on this beat. And don't tell them they're in a song together. And then at the release party, I made everybody perform. So the first time he was meeting each other was on stage and then creating relationships. And I say this, man, everything you do as an artist is based on relationships. You're talking to a dude right now that's never signed a management contract. I never signed a contract ever in my life when it comes to DJing or music or anything. And I made it around the world because of relationships, you know? Nice. So That's what's up. Yeah. Tell me about Ease Up Radio. Ease Up Radio is on Dash Radio right now. We um we just confirmed we're going to be on 1AM Radio, which is Yes Jewels. Um, shout out to her. And uh, I'm excited about it. Yes, like... Be a part of 1AM is a big deal because they break a lot of new artists. And what we pushing right now is new artists. Well, my artists, like, we all knew, so. And I learned a lot, like, DJing for Young and May, like, how the industry is working now. You know, she's not signed. She's independent. You can see a platinum plaque right here in the wall. Right. Three times platinum without a record deal. And that's what we trying to do. That's what we about to do. You know? Do you think it's harder for, you know, guys that are relatively unknown to break in without a cosign? Versus somebody, you know. It depends on who it is, but sometimes it's better to not have a cosign because people like new things. People like to find out about something before everybody else. Like, yo, I found this artist. Like, and then once they blow up, nobody want to mess with them no more because they blew up. But you know how people are. But yeah, sometimes I like the excitement of breaking a new artist. So me, me, me and my brothers doing. I like when people find out about them. They be like, yo, who's this kid? Where'd you find this kid? Like, Duh. you know. Nice. Um, what can we expect in the near future? A lot of production, a lot of just by me, but my team. Um, shout out to my team, uh, Cell, Trap Gang Nino, AJ Curry, 
Evelyn Psyche, like everybody that I'm focused on right now. Just a lot of music, man. I'm I always wanted to put out music from the day one, and I DJ to fund my music career, you know, because I've been putting out music. I've been producing for a long time, but I never told anybody because I was too shy about it. And now I'm like, I'm not about to be in my 50s and 40s. Like, well, well, my day, I used, I could have, I would, man, I made beat, I made the best beats on my block. Like, you know, those dudes that we were talking about, they would have, could have, should have. I'm not one of those dudes. So, right now, I'm just really focused on uh, putting my records out. All right. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Let's play another game. It's that, the pink button. <laughs> <laughs> if I weren't a DJ, I'd be a barber. I was a dude on the block that's cutting everybody here. <laughs> Without a license? Without a license. I should go get one, though, because, I, you know, I always I like barbershops, man. So, yeah. All right. They have it. He'd be a barber. You still cut hair? I cut my own when I can. When I can, when I'm in my hood, I'll go to my barbershop. But, yeah. yeah. Right. I learned that on the road, living in Europe. You can't trust anybody to cut your hair. Man, yeah. dude, dude hacked up my mustache the other day. <laughs> like, bro, how you hack up a mustache? But he did. Yeah, it'll right. happen. There you have it. Let's talk about your DJ creativity. All right. Um, last night, well, this week, my son's going through a little growth spurt, so he's a little fussy. Yeah. And um, in my house, I'm the voice that calms him down. But even when I had him, he just wouldn't chill. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my research on you and went to your website, and there's a routine on the roof. <clears throat> Where's right. that at? That was in Brooklyn. Yeah. That was the day after I lost um, the 2014, was it 2014 or 15. The 2014 uh, DMC champ, USA Championship, yeah. Tune into the number one international DJ, Ease. Ease, where you at? Let's go!
Deleted my video, bro. Oh, there you go. You gotta get on Wi-Fi out mm-hmm. here. Oh, but that's a there goes face. Wow. He's Man. stuck. He's gonna be a showstopper right there. I mean, he's just stuck, just staring like he ain't missing a beat. And I was like, Man. I need that video. That's so like, let me save that real quick to my highlights so I can put it in the um I gotta post video. that. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I love seeing stuff like people show me stuff like that before, 
this one photo of my boy, <clears throat> my boy from high school. He teaches now in China, and for one of the classes, it was about music, and he used me for his music theory. And it's like a whole classroom of Chinese kids just watching this screen, and it's me. And it's like wow, man. So it's all about just doing it. Like I literally could have just lost that cha- that that championship and just sat in the couch the next day. But I was like, nah, yo, let's film this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And let's put it out there ASAP because nobody's putting out their sets because they want to hold it to themselves. I'm putting my set out there. So where does the creativity come from? I mean, because I've seen many of your sets mm-hmm. and I'm just like, damn, how did he come up with that? And ain't but you and one other person that I see and I'm like, fuck, that shit is fly. Where did he come up with that? Like, what's the thought process when you're- The music, man. It? It's always the music. <clears throat> All my sets, my routines are mostly musical- then technical because it's all about the music the structure of the music the song the sounds the drums mainly the drums and the sample drive me to create what i create you know mm-hmm. like if i hear something like oh i want to flip this like just like on a beat machine like, i want to flip this certain way with turntables though i look at how i look at it as a producer rearranging something um and the more like that rooftop set mm-hmm. that was the first set i actually did from start to finish and was like like to create like one routine instead of just like taking a bunch of little routines and putting them together mm-hmm. that when i structured the whole thing and that was like a musical creation for me and that's why i think people draw to it so much because i never made a set like that again that's just that set was draining but it was like one of my proud moments even though i lost with that set i took third place with that set you know but it's still my best dmc set ever and to, i think if i enter with it this day it'll, it was kind of ahead of his time if you look at it like i think that people weren't doing that type of stuff too much with and at the flow I was going at because it was more musical. People were saying that was more of a Red Bull set than a DMC set, and now it's more of a DMC set than anything because the way DMC shifted, right? So, yeah, um, I hope I answered your question. My bad, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I want to talk about the uh 2016 Red Bull USA finals. You're when you lost that year, there's a video of you visually disappointed angry whatever you want to call it like a video yeah there's a video yeah yeah i think i was sad because i didn't place it wasn't that i lost i knew i lost i knew trey's had the best set of the night i just was like okay what did i what did i do wrong that i didn't place but at the end of the day i went back and reached rewatched my set and i saw every reason why i didn't place you know so at the moment i was i wasn't mad at anybody i wasn't it's it's all about the judge panel at the end of the day. What they're looking for for this competition doesn't mean that you're a bad DJ or you didn't do what you're supposed to do. It just means that they have a certain vision of what this competition is supposed to sound like. And that's why when I came back the next year, I was prepared because I understood that. You know, Which then kind of led me to my next question is, you know, would you take that 2016 loss as motivation to kill it in 2017? Definitely, 110%. And I that set was too technical i was doing dmc stuff in there that i wouldn't normally do in a red bull set like in a red bull set i feel like i dumbed it down a lot from what i'm used to but it made me a better dj like all around because of that you know because i understood the platform i was on i didn't when i first came into competition i was like i'm just gonna go in and kill it you know and that's not what it's about it's about going and understanding what you're doing structuring your set right having a moment i didn't have a moment in my first set the second set had a moment. I had Reading Rainbow. Yeah. 
Don't even think about messing with me. Where is A.A. Ron right now? No A.A. Ron, huh? This whole class is going to feel my wrath. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a A reading rainbow. Ease, where you at? I had my young and mate, uh, dub plate. Ease can never lose. What you thought? Yo, Ease, why they testing me? Like, I don't always keep the hammer next to me. Like, I ain't got a header to the left of me. Like, we ain't in these streets more than Sesame. But that's your chick, then why she texting Ease? Why she keep calling our phone, speaking sexually? Every time I'm out, why she stressing me? She either fuck with me or she fuck with Ease. I don't open doors for Ease can never lose, what you thought? Ease can never lose, what you thought? My nigga got the juicy, got the sauce. My nigga easy, got the juicy, got the sauce. That's moments, and that's what creates a perfect set. Right. You know? We just trucking right along. Yeah, man. I like this interview stuff. <laughs> I went to school for radio. Oh, nice. See, and my, my granny used to tell me, you're going to do something in the limelight. You like being in the limelight. And as I got older, I shunned away from it. Like, I'd rather be the dude behind the scenes. And then I started DJing. I'm like, oh, yeah, the limelight. Yeah. I, that's how I was with this record label stuff. Like, yeah. people, my boys always looked up to me as a leader. And I was always like, it's like, yo, what we doing next? I'm like, I don't know. Because I never want to put all my eggs in one basket with music. Because if something goes wrong, it's your fault. Right. You know? So I just finally manned up. was like, yo, I'm going to do this. Right. How you got to be. Let's play another game. This game is called, it's the first time I'm playing this game with anyone. <clears throat> it's called Who Sampled It? I'm going to give you a couple songs. You tell me the original sample. Damn, it's a challenge and all that. Man, you better <laughs> test my gangster right here, bro. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Song number one. I got a name who sampled it? Yeah. No, this is this is the, um, I need the original. Oh, I don't know the original. I know throw, let's throw some D's on it though. Yeah. You don't know the original? Forgot. Ah, uh, see, I got this. For whatever reason, I saw um the barge unsung. Yeah. On the other day, and I just. Oh yeah, this is the barge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bobby the barge. They did uh Bro, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I know. I know any classic song. But I don't know the names to everything, cause I grew up on great music. I'm from a jazz town, but I don't eat. And I watched the unsung for all them joints too. <laughs> Um, so the sample was Switch, I Call Your Name. I Call Your Name. Yeah. Switch was bomb. That was the older, the older dude, right? Uh, yeah, the Bobby. The Bobby, brother. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Song number two. So I'm going to play the song. You tell me the, the original sample. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. All right. Get paid in full. Right now? Check this out. Whenever. Norby Waltz is our agency, right? The original drum sample? Lewis is our agent. That's a funky drummer. All right. We're going to keep going. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Uh, Rush Town Management. So check this out. Since we talking over this death yeah, In the right bass lines, impeach the president? Hear some of them death rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid in full. There you go. Now this sample.
Bro, I'm going to fail at this game. Oh, yeah, I knew that. That's too easy, bro. That was too easy. But you didn't know. I know, but it's like... <laughs> It's cool, man, how many people know the song, but they're like, I didn't know that. I, I mean, just was listening to that song yesterday. This was funny. I was actually today I was listening to this song. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, Dennis Dennis Edwards. I just remember Marley Ma originally made that beat. Not Eric B. Alright. Song number three. Why do songs so long? Bro, don't even post this because I'm failing horrible. <laughs> now you good. Well, Ludwig produced this beat, but it's not a sample. It's played, but everybody thinks it's Boosie Collins. It sounds like Boosie. To me. It sounds exactly like Boosie, but he made this beat from scratch and inspired by Boosie. But it's not. It's not a sample. All right, let's see what the people think. Ludwig, look at that. It's the same instruments, but it's different. Okay, I can see that. All right, this is actually a video of him making the beat. Nice. Yeah. All right. Song number. The original sample. This is the barge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, I was on this the barge kick all last week. The barge is that shit, bro. Yeah. Trying to get my son on that good music. So I mean, you know. Hip hop has taken the left turn. Right. So I had to remember. Now they're sampling the hip hop we grew up on. Well, you know, you know? What's, what's crazy is I don't, um, I just love good music. Yeah. And when I listen to music, the first thing I automatically, I mean, for whatever reason, like DJ, I can't say for whatever reason, but DJ Quick is one of my favorite artists of all time because mm-hmm. he still, you know, includes instruments right. into his songs. And I think that's what. Maybe this new generation of hip for me, anyways. There's no instruments. It's all all done on the computer. You know, it's like, all right, that's cool. You know, I make beats and whatnot. But man, to hear it live, to hear horns and strings and all it's that, nothing like it, man. I think, like, I feel like Kanye West is a musical genius. Yeah, if he'll keep his mouth shut from all that extra shit, everybody, every man. every genius comes with controversy, man. Even James Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like. James wasn't even saying no words, and everybody was rocking with James. <laughs> yeah, but he directed the the you know you mm-hmm. know what he was doing. Um, how'd you get the name DJ Ease? How did I get the name? I used to do graffiti, and I started writing Ease. I know there's another Ease back in the day that did. There's an Ease out that did graffiti originally, and no disrespect, but when I was young, I was doing graffiti. I was in, I was heavy in the hip hop. I was a b boy. You know what I'm saying? Like my my senior thesis is on graffiti. You know so. I used to write E's and then I just kept it as a DJ name. That was it. And there's another E's out there that's big in the UK. He's a trip hop DJ. And I, uh, it's mad funny. He goes also goes by Nightmare on Wax. Shout him out. But it was one time I got booked for a gig in the UK. Somebody hit me up like, yeah, da da da. DJ E's, we want to book you in the UK. I was like, cool. Like, it's a castle party. And then I found out it wasn't, they wasn't looking for me. They was looking for this dude. They even had my face on the flyer, everything. And I was like, I hit him up like, yo, man, I think this booking is for you. And he's like, yo, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Like, How'd you get involved with uh, HMC, Headliner Music Club? Shout out to HMC, Headliner, um, Eric Deluxe, DJ Five, James, Scratchy, uh, Corey, a.k.a. Epic 12, like the whole squad, man. Um, DJ Five, I saw him posting about a record pool called Headliner Music Club. And at the time, I was rocking with all... I still rock with... I'm cool with everybody, you know what I'm saying? 
at the end of the day, I'm still cool. Like I was with other companies, like doing different things. And um, I just like the way they was doing things, like over there at Headliner with the with the pool, the way everything. It was real exclusive, like real new music. The edits were dope. They didn't have a oversaturation of edits. And all the edits they played, were, I like, you know, that they had on the, on the site because Five gave me a free membership. To he's like, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. I don't know. So I checked it out and I was like, man, this is dope. I bought a T-shirt off of the site. He gave me a T-shirt for free. I was like, it's cool. He's like, yo, you should come by the office. So when I was in LA, I was still living in Vegas. I'm still in Vegas now, but I'm out in LA more now because I'm not DJing in Vegas. But anyway, I was in the office hanging out and then I started being in LA a lot doing business and all that. And I just kept coming to the office and then I started doing videos. Like there was no DJs over there really doing a lot of DJ videos at the office. So I would just drop. They were like, yo, come through and do some routines or whatever. And I'll just come through. And they was like, yo, you want to be get down with us? What's good? I was like, hell yeah. Like, they didn't have any, a lot of people representing them as far as, like, from the, from my end, which is, like, the battle DJs and the, that are active, like, also, um, you know, they got a lot of DJs on there that's turntablists and also DJing for artists, like, shout out to DJ Ever, like, Ever's DJing for Tiger, you know, and I DJ for Young and May, and Deluxe is, like, down with everybody, so it just made sense for me to be a part of them, and I just felt like it wasn't clicky, it didn't feel like, all right, I'm drowning a, a pool of DJs that like riding everybody's shit you know what I'm saying it was it's just like a homie feel you know right. so it just felt right every time I was at the office it felt like I was with my homies and we just like yo we gonna do I don't know just come on routine alright cool like da da it was like yo let's, let's put ease down with us and that's right. what it is so I'm an HMC boy now Um, I'm thankful for that that's one of the reasons why I'm in LA is because of that situation and um, shout out to them man for giving me a shot nice Another reason that uh, you're here in LA, obviously, you know, is your daughter. Yeah. What's it like being an international touring DJ and a dad? It's crazy, man. It's, it was I was an international tour DJ before she was born, so she grew into this life. You know, my right. daughter been traveling since she was four months or younger. She's before she's been traveling since she was born, so she understands uh, what it's like, like me going on a plane, but. It sucks when I got to travel and she want to hang out or she want to do stuff. I just try to stay on FaceTime with her as much as possible when I'm gone and let her know that she always got me and I'm I'm here for her. You know what I'm saying? That's why I came here. Like, ma- mainly I'm in Los Angeles. I was never a fan of Los Angeles, but I came to Los Angeles because my daughter's in Los Angeles. And when she was in Berlin, I was going to Berlin as much as possible to see her. And shout out to her moms for always, like, allowing us to – she, like – allowed me to like see her in that kind of way man because it was really messed up for me to have to like just fly across the world all the damn time and all that and then she made it easier for me by coming here so yeah we um we co-parent hardcore where you know she's a big inspiration to why i'm still doing what i'm doing she's an artist herself in different ways and uh, she motivates me so yeah being a dad is one of the best things that ever happened to me if not the you know sure. Because I see a lot of DJs that have kids and, you know, maybe they have a relationship or a wife or whatever, and they, you don't hear about that stuff. And it's like, yeah. bro, your kids, like, why are you hiding your kids? Like, yeah. come on, man. I don't, know, I don't know about none of that. I just know that my daughter means the world to me, so I'm going to show the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's that Playboy life. You yeah, know, having I, kids might mess up their DJ Playboy life. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know nothing about all that. Yeah, I mean, all that. my daughter... <laughs> She makes me look good, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's my twin. I'm going to start doing these podcasts with my son. So Word. I'm going to start talking. 
Um, let's talk about touring and um, just that you as a DJ. I mean, you've been everywhere. And I and I don't stalk you on social media, but I'm definitely when I see you post, you know, I in my mind, I just immediately start applauding like, man, Ease is getting it. You know, um, I remember telling Exile one day, I want to be like Ease. He's like, you can't be like Ease. You got to be like you. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. But, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be like Ease, you know, like yeah, he's out here getting it. You know, um, you do more international gigs than anybody that I know. Yeah. And you're not represented. Nah. That's because I did everything as backwards. So what people don't know is I was DJing for an artist named Alpha Rob back in 2005, traveling like United States, and then he was had a big Europe, a big Europe crowd, like follow followers for him, like big, a lot of fans in Europe. So we were going to Europe a lot, like a lot. Like I think we was on tour in Europe for like three years straight, some wow. something crazy like that. And I was living in Brooklyn, so I was bouncing back and forth. And then it was like I was going out there so much, and I was getting booked there. And then I started making relationships with every all the DJs because he was getting booked through DJs, and I never seen that before. In America, it's always a manager, some dude in a suit that don't know nothing about what we do, that's making all the shots. Over there, the DJs is making the shots. So when I was meeting DJs that respected me, they was like, "Yo, you need to come back and do a set." I was like, all right, cool. So I kept a lot of the people that's booking me today was booking me back then with him. So I kept all my relationships. And uh, eventually, I ended up just moving to Germany, bro. I just packed all my stuff up, moved to Berlin, started DJing around Germany, started doing Poland, um, Switzerland, like all the places I went with Alfu, stayed connected with everybody. And then one day, like I had a roommate out in Berlin. He disappeared on me and didn't pay the rent. And I came back. All my stuff was gone, my high school diploma, my equipment, my clothes, everything was gone. And I ended up back on my mother's couch in New York. Damn. Yeah, it started from, and this is like 2010 or 9, 2009. Damn. I ended up back in New York. And mind you, I moved back to New York with no name. Like, nobody knew me in my city. As Like, people knew me, like my homies, but my career was in Europe because I built it over years. This is years and years and years. And I came back to a bunch of people looking at me like, who's this dude? So I had to be friendly with them, like, yo. I'm DJs and try to do gig swaps, but do a European gig swaps. Like, yo, you book me in your little club here. I book you in Europe. Like, and they're like, what the hell is you Germany? What the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got in the club scene in my city and built my name up. Got on the radio. Next thing you know, I'm like playing all over my city. And then I, by playing over my city, I met DJ Jester. Jester introduced me to Lee. Lee owned a company called the Beat Clan. The Beat Clan brought me to Atlantic City. Atlantic City. From there, they brought me to Vegas. So me going back to New York got me in Vegas. Nice. nice. On a couch. Like, that's how real it is, bro. It's like the craziest story. If I would have never went back to New York, I would have never met Jester. I would have never met Jester. I would have never met Lee. I would have never met Lee. I would have never be in, you know, where I'm at. I would never met you. Man, everything happens for a reason. Exactly. So oh, Shit. Um, let's talk about touring with Young M.A. Um, how'd that come to be? So my homie, this is... Connected to that New York thing, going back to New York as well. So when I went back to my city in Rochester, my boy James Nietzsche owned a record label called Act Live, and he put like some of our projects I was doing his events. He ended up moving back to New York City, moving down to New York, Brooklyn. He got a job at Duck Down Records. Um, Duck Down Records manages Young and May. Like she don't have a record deal, but she's managed by Duck Down Druha. And then um, I'm in Vegas, and I get a call like, "Yo." 
we might need a DJ for Young and May. I'm like, all right, what's going on? He's like, yo, her DJ is gone. We don't know what's going on. Are you available the next week? Can you fly to Houston tomorrow? <laughs> like, actually, I got the next week and a half off, but that's it. And at this time, bro, I didn't want a DJ for artists at all mm. because what happened to me and Afu, Afu kind of like, he had his run, and then I don't know what happened. Like, he just stopped doing tours like that. You know what I'm saying? He was touring, and he wasn't touring, and me and him kind of, like, slowly, like, separated. But he's the reason why I'm even in Europe, period. So I'm forever thankful for Alpha Ra, man. I love that dude like a, a father, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More than a brother. So, um, but that's what scared me, because when he wasn't working, I wasn't working. When DJing for artists, you like, waiting for gigs. Like, oh, da, da, da. But by that time, I already realized I learned to hustle. I'm in the clubs already. I'm doing radio, so why not just do it? You know what I'm saying? It's going to make me hotter. Right. I didn't know how big she was. Ooh was huge already at that time. So she, this is her first tour, and it was with 21 Savage and T Grizzly. And they, they flew me into Houston the next day. I didn't know if I was going to stay her DJ, but I literally walked um, right into the venue, House of Blues, Houston, backstage. We sat down, went over her set. She was like, I want that song, that song, that song. Went on stage. We did the show. Cool, did the next show, did the third show. Then we were like, all right, this is working. And then I seen, I did 30 shows with her. <clears throat> and I've been her DJ ever since. And we just like, her vibe is dope. She got an old soul. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she know how to do records. She doesn't release stuff she don't want to release. And people are like, I feel like I see her fans always there. We've been doing sold out shows. People think because she ain't have a hit in a while. Big is a hit. The new record is a hit. But ooh is like so huge few years ago people are like doubting her but y'all don't understand like what this girl's been working on like the stuff she has coming out is about to shut everybody up nice. and i just love it i love that she knows that and nobody knows it you know what i'm saying but um djing for her has been amazing it's been uh, a learning curve for me because it's a new industry than the one i'm used to like when i was djing for our food it was vinyl there was no serato this was like straight records now it's digital everything's digital no cds none of that and it's a different industry now and i'm learning from the relevant stuff right now you know so I love it to answer your question. The um, what's it like being on tour with her? Cause I seen I seen one of her videos the other day. She walked into a building with a snake in her hand, scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> you know, and then I seen some water guns and the first know. tour we went on. Shorty was wilding like she had she was dumping buckets of waters on people on on the tour bus. Nerf guns. You wake up with a Nerf gun in your face. Excuse me. It was just like she was she's fun man she cool. You know, um, she reminded me of somebody I knew my, my whole life, but I didn't, you know, like, so it's real cool. We talk when we talk, we don't when we don't. It's just, it's just, it's there, though. The, the, our, our, um, our synergy is there on stage, you know, because we both, I think we both know. Like, we don't even got to talk about it. It's like, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. What's next for DJ's? Just ease up records. My record label, my artist. Um, we just, we, I'm working more international Like my brother I got him working With French producers If you lo- notice like The radio hits now It's a lot of Spanish music It's a lot of French music A lot of Afrobeat And this stuff is going on Heavier in Europe Than ever Like when I was just in Germany Like 60% is German music now Hip hop So I'm getting my brother Collaborate with German artists French artists um, Spanish artists so we're going to be a, a, like right where the curve is right now. So that's the focus is to go international. We're not local artists. We're not, we're not aiming for 
we don't feel like we got to fit in the United States to, to make it out here. I feel like the United States got to catch up to us when what we about to do. The same thing with Vegas goes to me, goes for me because shout out to my homeboy DJ Warren Peace who told me straight up, like, he's, you can't chase after Vegas. You got to let Vegas chase after you. Because I was in a, in a spot where I'm like, yo, I'm not getting booked nowhere in the city. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, don't even sweat it. You doing your thing. Just stay focused on what you're doing. And they going to come after you. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that is. What advice do you have for young DJs coming up? Practice. Stay focused. Um, it's just, if you got a plan, you got an idea, stick with it. No matter what. Because it will happen. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Going back to Young and May. What's crazy about that is I was at South by Southwest a week before that phone call about DJing for her, and I was in the hotel, and she was performing across the street doing the, quick, the Quiet Storm remix, and I just hear her like, rapping, like, and I'm looking at my window like, yo, I wish I DJed for her. I literally said that. I wish I DJed for her. You could ask the person that was with me. Yo, I wish I DJed for her. A week later, I'm DJing for her. But the speak uni- things in the universe. universe. Yeah. yeah speak speak things in existence. existence. Yeah. Nice. All right. Any last words? Stay focused. God bless everybody. Shout out to to everybody that's uh, working hard, grinding. And don't let nobody take you off your track, man. Stay on your purpose. Because there's a lot of distractions in this world. There's a lot of a lot of things that people are focused on that don't matter when it comes to life. You know, we're all individuals. And that means... Individuals, I mean, the president is an individual, you're an individual. Do what's best for your life, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we're not here forever. Like, it's, you just got to do what you got to do, man. Because you can let somebody completely knock you off your high horse, knock you off of what you wanted to do. So, Where can the people find you on social media? At DJEs underscore Instagram, DJEs.com, or DJ, at DJEs on Twitter. All that. I'm on all the platforms. YouTube, DJE's my channel. So, yeah. And I got a lot more music coming, man. We just releasing music left and right. How can they find you on Spotify? Just type in Ease Up Music. Ease Up um, Music. Ease Up Music on Spotify. We got a playlist right now popping. So, we got an Ease Up playlist. We about to have another playlist on Apple Music. So, look out for that. And we just working, building everything, man. Trap Gay Nino, everybody. So There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise for DJ Ease. It's a dope audience. Y'all got to get out of my house, though. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. To see the full video interview, go to youtube.com slash DJ Suave. Make sure you subscribe and rate this episode and share with your friends. See you next week on The Stoop with Suave.